Friday, Kyle. It's Friday. I have like all this adrenaline going. I'm not quite sure why, but we're talking about <laughs> the strike is on, EVs and cool kids, and a swaggy warehouse. Everywhere I go, mm. the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop let that movie, that music's got to bounce for a minute. there is a certain amount of adrenaline. I don't know why I feel this way. I told my wife this last night. I was like, for some reason, I know we have 10 days to go to Lesotokan, but you could convince me that it's Monday. You really could. <laughs> right. Like we're like in mode we'll be next week. Lesotokan. Coming in Oct uh, October, <laughs> September 26th, 27th, com. We still have some tickets. Please come be with us, especially if you're close to the area. Drive in, drive out, or fly in, fly out. It'll be an awesome time. Great place to be. Go look at the speakers. Look at the sessions. It's just, I mean, I, I, awesome is the wrong word. It's not awesome. It's it's just not such awesome. not even. That's just like a, I had to say a word, so I said just came out that way. <laughs> but uh, the Auto Collapse podcast we've been releasing leading up to it, are have been fantastic i can't remember when we've had Just like amazing. such a slew of podcast after podcast that left us a little speechless me you michael cirillo um you can get that at autocollabs.com um we're heading to atlanta too you and me we and, are. and our wives actually and our wives and my kids <laughs> and your kids right? by the way you can't get autocollabs.com no but you did can I just say search that? autocollabs Sheesh. on google I and it's the you. first eight things so oh there you go <laughs> nailed it <laughs> nailed, nailed it. it uh if you're in atlanta area come visit us uh at the beaver toyota premiere of more than cars episode two live premiere beaver toyota incoming georgia saturday 8 p.m uh Look, if you're hearing this in the podcast, you can just show up, right? And you can just say, show up. Say Paul and Kyle sent you. Yeah, like, I know those be guys good. in the flat bills yes. over there. Yeah, you'll I be with you'll your be people. Good. I promise you will be Easy. with your people. Dude, uh, we don't have nearly enough time to talk today. But we're heading over to the All Things Use Cars Clubhouse Room, David Long's Clubhouse Room, right after this live stream, 9 o'clock every Friday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern. We are there with some of the just most fun and brilliant practitioners in automotive, especially used cars, uh, sharing yeah. their insights and having having a lot of fun. It's always. I good. guess we got to talk about a strike. I guess we got to talk about it. We got. I was at a Savannah Bananas game last strike. night. I don't want to talk uh, about a strike. I, I know that's all I want to talk about. We'll talk about. Just, I'll show you video. I mean, even asked you about it. I know because oh, well. we got work to right. do. But let's get into. All it. right, let's get into the most important part of today's show. UAW update. <laughs> all right, you know. <laughs> Here we go. It's actually happening. Nearly 13,000 hourly workers began a strike against Ford Motor Company, GM, and Stellantis. This is the first simultaneous strike against all big three at once in the 88-year history of the United Auto Workers Union when UAW Sean, President Sean Fain arrived to announce the strike outside a Michigan plant uh, just west of Detroit. His demeanor was described as kind of heightened sense of emotion, jubilant, smiling, leading chance, and actively participating in the gathering as he's media like, swarmed his vehicle. This guy is living for this stuff right he's now. He's like, this is what I always wanted in life. Do you really think he didn't <laughs> want this to happen? No. <laughs> Nobody believes like, that. Goal, there was never going to be a resolution. Like, that moment had to happen. It did. In Sean Fain, his life, and a whole bunch of other. Uh, we'll get to some quotes here in just a second. But the, the, the thing that strikes me is it's still less than 10% of the total unionized workers across the 150,000. Yeah. Uh, so they, they 
as we heard and as we expected, they are being strategic about the place where they're putting these. And if you notice, it is uh, it is the hourly employees that are striking, which are the ones, uh, as we'll see from a couple quotes on on people that are there, people that are striking, that are pro- that probably have the most to gain um, from some of these wage changes. Yeah, it's true. So um, obviously they're striking the profitable centers. Ford Bronco, Jeep Wrangler, Chevy Colorado are all going to be affected by this. Uh, GM expressed disappointment in the leadership. Um, you know, despite GM is what they're saying is an unprecedented economic package we put in front of the union. Gerald Johnson, GM's executive VP said, unfortunately, we did not reach an agreement by the September 14th deadline. Our goal remains the same. And we expect a fair contract with re- which rewards team members and also protects our company's future. Ford commented, um, they said the union's counterproposal, that the union, okay, did come back with a counterproposal. They said it showed very little movement from their initial demands. Stellantis uh, expressed disappointment and uh, said they're taking protective measures <laughs> to uh, provide, you know, they said they're going to institute, I think, the countermeasures, um, you know, on, I don't, I don't know what that means. It's a very... Boardroom. It's a very Stellantis-y answer. Uh, Michael Huddleston, a 35-year worker at, a, at one of the Michigan Assembly plants, emphasized the importance of being there at midnight. He earns seventeen sixty-seven an hour and struggles with his own Chevy truck payments. He says, I look at this action as longevity, he said. I make seventeen sixty-seven an hour. You can't really live off that. Um, he did say that, you know, McDonald's is workers are doing better than we are in some places. Um, you know, so, and the union has a fund and they start paying out striked workers $500 a week. Right. So for a worker at that wage, right, he's going to be pretty close to even, um, yep. you know, and you fact, start to factor in, he was at a GM plant. So they already offered a 20% wage increase, which would, you know, get that, that worker particularly up over $20 an hour, but you know, they're going all in on this. So um, I don't know, man. I feel like there's Fain, the update. I, it's Sean Fain is in his, in, in his heyday. And I would just say to dealers, like, don't freak out too much. I still think that there's going to be a fairly quick resolution. I don't think we'll this see. is going to be a long drawn out thing. Again, these manufacturers, these three big, the big three still have some of the highest ground stock in the, in the U S and so we're not going to see a massive, we're not going to see like next week impact on used cars or anything, mm-hmm. but pay attention to it. But really, you know, it's going to take three, four weeks to start to understand whether or not there's going to be a massive impact on the industry, especially when they're only striking less than 10% of the workers and being super targeted. However, the place where it will change and will change probably quickly is high demand, low supply vehicles. So if you you see high demand, low supply vehicles uh, rising in prices, watch out because those will go quickly for sure. Yeah, people are going to make other choices. Um, speaking of people making, having other choices. Stop. Hey. Segway. I think it's a solid segue right there. That was tough. That was, that worked. Uh, amid increasing competition in the EV market, Tesla's once dominant position is being challenged as major, major automakers unveil uh, diversity of electric models. Industry experts were discussing the shifting landscape, Tesla's sales approach, and the broader issue of EV, afford- EV affordability at the 2023 Automotive News Congress in Detroit. Have a couple people just want to share a couple quotes on this, and this is really about the the changing approach to Tesla being the only option on the market. Diane Mayer, president and uh, COO of Michigan-based Fox Motors, we talked about her earlier in the week. She says, now there are other cool kids. So Tesla's not the only game in town and America loves a choice. 
Great. Damon Lester, our boy. He said, uh, owner of the Maryland-based Lester Auto Group and close, close friend of Asodu said, Tesla's done a good job capitalizing its market share, but people will see other EVs on the road and say, that's a cool car. And it's not a Tesla. Hey. That's, that's very Damon Lester. I can hear it him, is, deli- I can hear I can him hear delivering that. I can hear delivering it, without a doubt. Um, this, is, uh, this is really like a good, insightful thing, especially from dealers that are going, hey, look, we actually feel like we have something to offer, you know, that our, our manufacturers are giving something to offer. There are some manufacturers that are pressing in more than others. But look, the the cool factor, the in factor of a lot of these cars, just even the design or the technology available in them mm-hmm. is starting to approach that cool factor of Tesla. And Without you start seeing people cross shopping a lot more instead of single scope shopping with one manufacturer. Um, so just something to, to, to look out for and, and understand like, Hey, customers have options now and, and even they have options across the legacy manufacturers. So don't get bought into some noise that says since they're shopping you, that they're not shopping anyone else. They are definitely, if they're shopping EVs, they're definitely shopping other people. I have some anecdotal evidence to the truth of this statement. My wife uh, isn't really in the cars. You know what I mean? And she has commented several times when we're driving like, Oh, what's that? That's a cool car. Right? right, she said that about the Honda, like Hyundai Ionic Five. Yes. Um, she said it about the VW ID Four. Right, so like these things, and I'm like, oh, that's an EV. She's like, really, right? And so even when you start getting into the fact that a lot of these um, made by legacy automakers have like great features like physical buttons, yep. right? Like the novelty wears off quick. So I like I like this little conversation. I like Damon's comment, and just kind of as a little bit of a punchline, like we're gonna. Stop. Just to bring it back around to, to wrap up the strike story, Stellantis in Ohio is the only one of all three plants that has any EVs affected by any of the strike plans, uh, which is the Wrangler 4XE plug-in hybrid Jeep, which there's already been like, like eh, some people want it, some people don't. Uh, yeah. Like well, Jeep none of the other know. plants have anything near an EV that's affected. Um, I guess that's not surprising because they're pretty smart. They're like, we're going to let them keep losing money on those and we're going to choke off the ice vehicles that are actually making the profit. So I think EVs are safe, but this really could. It could accelerate EV adoption for U.S.-based manufacturers. Absolutely, because it's an option. All right, speaking about options and fashion. Segway. Time. This is really my favorite. This is my favorite story of the day. It's a great story. So Costco's private label, if you're not aware of it, is called Kirkland Signature. Originally, they introduced it in 1995, and it went from just like your regular old Costco household item to things that people are all about and an unexpected fashion sensation. The original, original private label strategy was spread across 30 different labels, but now they've consolidated it into one, into the Kirkland Signature. Uh, move and so now they lowered they've lowered costs offer competitive prices um so here's a little breakdown with 58 billion dollars in sales in 2021 racking up over a quarter of the company's total revenue making it america's largest consumer packaged goods brand wait say that again kirkland signature is the america's largest is america's largest consumer packaged goods brand in terms of sales (laughs) revenue which is nuts and now they've gone and like went full-on nike brand pop drop culture style. swag drop and they're doing swag drops that sell out in minutes <laughs> uh companies like this they've seen all the company get affected by this say, citing that things like even just membership renewals they believe 
are uh, are up to 92.6% because of brands like Kirkland. That's right. They're tying loyalty to brands. So they have 65 million households that are renewing at a 92% renewal rate, which is where all the profit comes, by the way. They recently right. released this black on black, right? <laughs> There's it's a picture so of it dope. on the screen. Reddit was going right nuts there. about yeah. it. It's just... The Kirkland signature logo, which, you know, pop culture is gripping onto it. And I think this is just a reminder for all of us that you penetrate culture, right? Not your product, but culture. Understand what people want. Play into it. Give the people what they want. And you do for that. some reason, it happens to also sell toilet paper and mechanic supplies and glasses and, you know, mouthwash. It all is together. I know. I'm I still, wish I'm still waiting for the first dealership to just go full bore. Uh, we're getting there. Swag we're getting close. We're, we're really close. getting close. I know we are. Well, I think that's all we have for today. We actually just released some new swag. Go to shop.asotu.com. Shop.asotu.com. Throw it up there. There uh, it wait, is. It's just such a drop in. Go see a little bit of magic cooking there. We'll see you tomorrow.